Hello and welcome to the Soulful of It podcast. We're your hosts, Carrie Raquel and Katie Gersh, and this is the September 2021 Transits and Tarot episode on the Soulful of It podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please remember to go give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, subscribe, and share it out with your networks. All right, let's jump into it. Hello, Katie, and welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Carrie. Thanks for having me on again. It's always so good to have you here, girl. I can't wait to dive into all the magic of September. We miss Uni, but we know that he will return soon enough, and we wish him well on his journey through his motherland in Mexico. Like, have a pina colada for me, Uni. For real. That sounds fantastic. And I look forward to when we get to visit Mexico with you as well sometime in the future. But that is not here. And we are in September. And that's what this episode's about. So how has the transition from Leo season to Virgo season been treating you? You know, it's been good. I'm really grateful for all the things that were brought to the surface last month, like places I want to shine more and getting that vision to be able to move forward with it in Virgo season. And the Aquarius full moon, it was just beautiful. I really felt connected, like these manifestations were brewing. Like I felt like there was a lot of talk of the line, you know, the Lionsgate portal and then the two Aquarius full moons. And then that's kind of like a portal in itself. And yeah, it was really powerful and it was, it was good. So, but I'm also, I love Virgo season. My moon's in Virgo and I really identify as a Virgo more than my rising, which is Leo. But I mean, always, you know, Gemini first. Gemini Island for life as a Gemini Islander. I resonate. And I feel kind of the same. Leo season was so much fun. It was really like a never ending celebration for me because my beloved David turned 30 last month. And so did two of our really close friends, Alex and Chris. So we had a bunch of Leo celebrations going on and it was so much fun. It was also very exhausting because Leo is this fiery big energy. And so I really gave it my all in this Virgo season for me. I feel very much like hermit card energy where I want to go within, really lean more into the retrogrades that are going on right now and integrate what I received from that second Aquarius full moon and from that Lionsgate portal. It really was two very powerful, the new moon and the full moon of last month. Like if I were to say of all the months in 2021, What month had the most significant new and full moons? I would definitely say it was last month. It was August. And we're going to be feeling that as we're moving forward, hurtling towards the equinox, which is going to initiate this shift of seasons. So I'm really excited to dive into that with you here on the episode. I'm excited too. And before we do that, let's chat some real quick announcements. Obviously, Uni is not on this episode because he's currently traveling, but he'll be back for the October episode, so we can all look forward to that. Katie, inevitably, you'll be back for a future episode. Who knows when, but it's inevitable. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We've already signed you up. We just don't know where your name's going and what month (laughs) it aligns with yet. We want to wish a happy birthday to all of our Virgos and Libras who have birthdays this month, including Jason, Haley, Tawny, Natasha, Lindsay, Mary, and Beyonce. Obviously. (laughs) And other than that, where can people connect with you if they want to reach out, Katie? Yes, you can connect with me on Instagram. That's going to be the best way. And my handle is curious underscore Katie cat, but cat is with a K like a Kit Kat bar. (laughs) Like a Katie cat, (laughs) like a Katie cat bar. Yeah. Give me a break. And then there's you want a piece of me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Hashtag free Britney. We're still a free Britney podcast. I mean, not, you know, in content, but definitely in spirit all the way. And then uni is at Aquarian underscore sage or at uni 666 on Instagram. You can reach out to him. He posts a bunch of great shit on his pages as well. Lots of mystical, witchy, tarot, astrology infused And he does tarot videos to support this podcast. So that is another resource for all of you listeners to go to and receive more insight for the month of September. And then lastly, if you want to see some behind the scenes of the podcast or be connected with me, 
I am at soulful of it on Instagram and I do a bunch of reposts of guests that have been on the podcast and upcoming guests. I'm always dropping Easter eggs. I don't know that anybody ever catches them, but keep your eyes peeled and you might sniff out an upcoming guest because I am constantly talking about these amazing people that I can't wait to share with you in future episodes. And the very last announcement that we have is if you have not listened to it already, definitely go check out the anniversary episode that Katie and I just did. It was our 50th episode ever on the podcast. We're so excited to share it with you. It's very silly. It's very fun. It's very lighthearted. And I think you're really going to enjoy it, especially if you've been with us this whole time. That was so fun to do that episode. And I'm glad I was able to do the first interview year later and then two years later. It's crazy. It's been two years. My, the time flies fast when you are constantly dodging technical difficulties. I made am I right? <laughs> and you're handling them well. The upgrade is real. So from there, Katie, I'd love if you would introduce the cards for the month of September and tell us a little bit about each of them. Definitely. So first we have what's here on the conscious level. We have the three of wands, which shows a man standing on the edge of a cliff overlooking the ocean and the mountains. The wands are planted into the ground and surround the man as he grasps one in his hand. He watches sailing ships pass by, which is symbolic of movement, progression. And from this point, he can see all that lies ahead, including any challenges or opportunities. And he looks forward and reflects on the commitment he has for his plans, as well as the method of execution in order to bring them into reality. So this card represents momentum, expansion, growth, research of something new to study or learn, a graduation point. We've learned a lot and we're ready to learn some more. It's crazy because I didn't used to really notice the ships before because they're so small, but they're there. They're cute. I was just thinking that in the ocean in this, at least in the closer part of the ocean, kind of looks like sand to me. Maybe those are ships in quicksand <laughs> in some way. Yeah. And the ships will kind of look like candles. Yeah, they totally do. It's lit. It's lit. And it's wands and wands are fire. So of yeah. course it is. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. For what's hidden on the subconscious level, we have justice. And last month there was justice that was pulled as well, but it was reversed. And this time it's upright. And when I was shuffling, this card was staring me down. Justice mm. was staring me down. I was like, okay, okay. Like... I'll listen. Okay. Justice will be served. Okay. <laughs> so um, it's lingering. It's still here. Like it refuses to go away. And this is the card of Libra. So it's fitting that justice is still here. And with that, it's karma, truth, fairness, balance. She has the sword of truth and the scales. And then is that a snake? I think it is a snake around her neck. Is that a snake? So I'm pretty sure it's a snake because, so I have the, another deck as well, the Prisma Visions, and it has the sword with the hand and then a snake around it. Oh, wow. I like to look at, you know, the cards and other decks to compare to see the similarities. I'm like, there's a snake. I guess yeah. snakes can be sneaky. And she's like, none of that bullshit. She's got the snake around her neck. Yeah, there's no hiding from justice and there is the veil behind justice because justice is guarding the veil and what's on the other side of that veil. And I remember that Uni works with this card as adjustment. And I love the idea that we have to make adjustments in order to create space for the cause and effect of our choices ultimately and how they're unfolding all around us. Because a justice card isn't just about like winning a legal matter or having things be fair. I don't think that when you get the justice card, it means that you're going to win something or that things are going to be fair. I think that it speaks to the natural ebb and flow of karma and how that unfolds all around us. Even if someone in your perspective hasn't been held accountable or that you see that yourself hasn't been held accountable, that doesn't mean that that won't happen in some other form at a later date and time. Yeah, I definitely agree that the karma has a play here because the wheel is the card right before justice. And that was last month as well. Mm, yeah. And another thing with justice is if you're maybe stuck in a pattern, you might feel like, why does this pattern keep happening? Why am I here? Like, what else is there to learn from this? 
And then also maybe what needs to be set free or like you take the sword and you (laughs) cut it off. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, enough about this card. (laughs) What do we have next? Where to direct our attention, which is judgment. This card looks like the end of the world, kind of. Absolutely. I feel like we all had moments of this within the last year plus. Yeah, it has the naked, they're like gray naked people rising from the graves, looking up at Archangel Gabriel, messenger of God, who's blown his trumpet, and they're ready to be judged and find out if they'll be accepted into the heavens or not. And there's a mountain range in the background. Or a tsunami. (laughs) It could be a tsunami. He's like, yeah, we're going to save you. We're going to wipe you all out for good. (laughs) (laughs) And so for judgment... It's an awakening, a rebirth, and also represents truth. And I just love the Prisma Visions deck because I want to talk about this one with judgment. It actually has a door. So it looks like a portal. Mm. And so with judgment, when you walk through that door, you answer the call, the higher calling. There's no going back. Like once you're spiritually woke or you're on this journey, you got to go. Can't turn back. You can't just focus on the light work. You have to do the shadow work too. It's the yin and the yang of life. The judgment card can be a hard one when it comes up in a reading because it does kind of feel intense. Justice and judgment are two cards that I've heard a lot of feedback from people who are like, oh, good. Like, it's almost as intense as the tower or the death card. And I like to reframe that. So I love this idea of working with judgment as a rebirth card because that's how I work with it as well. And when I get it, it's like I'm asking myself, What am I awakening to and what am I maybe trying not to awaken to? Because sometimes things are right in front of us. And that kind of reminds me of a meditation that I had recently where I imagined that there were these two figures that kept holding up these messages right in front of me. And then they were like grabbing random items and holding them up like right in front of my face. And I almost like wanted to just open my eyes and escape the meditation And I thought it was so interesting that this was such a vivid visual for me because that's usually not how I experience meditation. But then I thought, no, I need to receive this. Like if something is literally being shoved in front of my face in a meditation and that's what I'm imagining, what is it that's right in front of my face that I'm not willing to see right now? And I think that is really big judgment energy. What is right in front of your face in the month of September that you have not maybe been willing to see? Clean your glasses off and face it. So were the people, did they look like the people in this card that were going up to? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Katie, they were naked. (laughs) They're just gray and creepy. They're from the graves. It was like silhouette people. Mm. I don't really, they were not, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It was so weird. And if you ask me, what did they hold up? What was, you know, the images? It was the fact that it was right in front of my face and I still couldn't tell what anything was. And it was frustrating me. And the more frustrated I became, the more I realized how important it was for me to pay attention to it. And the last thing I want to say about this, I guess for now, (laughs) is that I actually kept getting the judgment card like reversed. And so kind of like, hey, you know, this calling is here. Why aren't you taking action on it? Why are you being lazy? So now that's upright, I'm like, okay. (laughs) I feel better about this now. Um, And the next card of where to focus our healing is a six of cups. And I, I love this card so much. I actually don't really get it that often, but it was nice to unpack it as I was trying to find the meaning of this spread for the month. And so a young boy leans down and passes this little girl, a cup with a flower in it. It represents harmony, you know, your inner child making amends And just tuning into your heart space. And there's the other cups around. The other five cups all have flowers in them as well. And then there's a castle behind them. And it represents, you know, letting your walls down, getting in tune with your inner child. Like I said, and being vulnerable and also nostalgia, memories from the past. Yeah. And something that another tarot reader had pointed out to me long ago that I don't even remember who it was. Hell, maybe it was Uni. (laughs) If Uni's listening, he'll be like, it was me, bitch. That pointed out that there is a figure that is walking away in the distance. And that figure is in what appears to be armor. And so when you're working with this card, especially in this spread, as where to focus our healing, 
focusing on taking off our armor, focusing on being present enough to notice the beautiful things around us as simple as a flower. And this card is very strongly attached to the inner child, like you were saying. And when I think about children, one benefit of children, and we can talk all day about the non-benefits of children, right? Because they're loud and needy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But a benefit of children is that when you're with a child, you're extremely present, especially if it's a young child, like a toddler, you're very present. You're here in the moment. You make sure that motherfucker doesn't go grab a fork and shove it into an electrical outlet. You know what I mean? You are on alert, but in a positive way. You're so present. And I think if we could rebrand that presence of parenthood, even if we're not parents ourselves, I would argue that we are because we're always parenting ourselves. And this card is very much about that self-parenting. And then the last card that we have is our soulful guide to embody, which is the King of Cups representing the balance of head and heart. So the King of Cups is on this gravel stone type throne in the middle of the ocean. He's got a cup in his hand and a scepter in the other. And I do like his hat. I know we talk about the hats here. I I do like that hat crown. I would like one for myself. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's got a nice hat for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And then he has, you know, the fish on his necklace, which represents creativity and his spirit. And then in the background, there are waves. He has the balance of the conscious and the unconscious. In his right hand, he holds a cup representing the emotions and his left, a scepter, showing power and control. Behind him, a fish jumps out of the ocean. And the king stays calm and balanced, even in the turbulent conditions, and has learned to feel the emotions and unconscious impulses without being overwhelmed by them. He keeps power and control while balancing his feelings. And the cups are about emotions. So with this balance of head and heart, the king is compassionate, diplomatic, and a really good leader. I think it takes a good leader to have the balance of the emotions and the intellect. Yes. And to get to a king, you really have to be integrating the page, which is about the foundation, the night, which is about the movement and how you're moving. It's like Mars energy, the queen, which is very much about the internal realm. And then the king is this external realm. It's the externalization of everything you learned in the cup suit getting to this point. And if you haven't integrated the six of cups, for instance, since that's one of the cards we pulled, then you're going to feel that emptiness. You're not going to be able to step fully into your king of cups energy if you're not also acknowledging how the past plays a part in the present moment so that you can lead into the future in a way that is emotionally intelligent. And I feel like that's the key word that comes to mind for me with the king of cups is this really fierce, wholesome, loving, compassionate, firm, emotional intelligence. And I think that's a true sign of a real leader is somebody who is able to hold that space. And something that I love that Lindsay Mack, who is Tarot for the Wild Soul podcast, if you haven't heard that, highly recommend it. If you like our podcast, you'll love hers. She talks about the King of Cups instead of as leadership, which she does talk about him as that. The word that she uses for it is healership. And I think that is exactly what this card asks of us. It asks us to be the king of our cups, to be the leader of our healing, to be the person who is in a healership position in our own world. And we're able to hold that space for ourselves. We can hold it for other people. Exactly. And I love Lindsay Mack. Her podcast is great. And healership, that is a really good way to describe it. I agree. She's got away with words. It's amazing. I believe she's a Virgo rising. Maybe that's why. It's a Virgo. I think so. (laughs) thank you so much katie for introducing the cards giving us a little bit of a sampler of what they have to offer us this month and from there we should dive into the transits and start to integrate the tarot into them let's do it so the very first transit on our radar this month is on monday the 6th which is actually labor day we're going to have our virgo new moon fun fact for all of you this podcast was born on the Virgo new moon two years ago. And that was at the end of August. So even though the anniversary was technically last month, the Virgo new moon does hold a special place in my heart because it's significant for the podcast. Oh my gosh. I did not realize that till right now. 
Yeah. So this podcast is a Virgo. Fun fact. So this Virgo new moon has a powerful earth trine between the Virgo new moon, Uranus, who's still holding it down in Taurus, and Pluto, who has been in Capricorn and will still be there for years to come. So we're kicking off this month of September with the energy of this renewal. If you think about Virgo season, it's always aligning with back to school season. And that's no mistake. It is when we're getting our shit together. And when we're working with the energy of Virgo, which rules the sixth house of work, health, and routine, we're integrating six house themes. So this is a really powerful time to reflect on the work that you're doing in the world currently. And I know it's easy to think of work exclusively as your job and the thing that brings in money. And it's not incorrect to think of that, but you guys know me, I'm a Sagittarius sun. And so I'm always advocating that we look at the bigger picture. And when we're considering the work that we're doing in the world, I think it's important for us all to consider the soul work, the heart work, the emotional labor, the supportive benefits, as well as the requirements of our relationships and the compromise that stitches everything together. A mantra that I shared with a close friend and also a former podcast guest, Nura Rochelle, recently that I think that you'll all benefit from hearing is this. My surrender is my sacrifice. Or you can flip it around. My sacrifice is my surrender. Ooh. Yeah, this mantra, I love it because it acknowledges the grief of having to choose. No, we cannot play all day every day and equally, no, we shouldn't work all day every day either. And as we get closer and closer to Libra season, we're working towards compromise, which is what maintaining balance is all about. This new moon in Virgo is a starting point for that. It's an entryway. It's like the judgment card in the Prisma Visions tarot deck that represents a sort of portal. Virgo season is a time of self-awareness and service, and this new moon really invites us to deepen into that. And we also have some help with it because Venus is in Libra, forming a natural trine to Jupiter, who's in Aquarius until the end of the year. I'm so excited about this Virgo new moon, first of all, because I love Virgo, and the new moons are all about a fresh start and planning for the future. And this reminds me of the judgment card. It's ruled by... Pluto. And Pluto is about death and rebirth. Take this time to question old habits, beliefs, and behaviors. Your new life is calling you, but what do you need to let go of before you can step into your new life? Judgment asks us to take a look at our life in the macro and micro level. What micro changes with health and routine can you make to be true to yourself and your needs? This also makes me think of the three of wands. A new moon is a perfect time to think big about what paths would lead to development and self-exploration, having a long-term view to be able to plan any obstacles that you may face along the way as well. This also can represent travel or an opportunity to travel, which is funny because I'm actually going to be in Colorado on this new moon, going to Red Rocks and then S's Park in the Rocky Mountains. Ah, so much fun and I'm so jealous, although I will be making my own trip to Colorado in the month of October, so I'll only be jealous for a handful of weeks and hopefully you'll come back with pointers for me to enrich my experience in the state of what are they known for? I don't know. I mean, Idaho's like known for potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> so in Wisconsin's known for cheese. cheese. What Colorado ins Coloradians? What is it? I, <laughs> you guys are going to have to message. Literally, us I think Colorado, I think of the Rocky Mountains and Red Rocks. OK, so home of the rocks. <laughs> home of the rocks yeah it rocks there it red rocks there <laughs> i love that another thing i wanted to chime in about with this new moon in virgo is that we also have mercury opposing chiron and aries and with this opposition we want to keep in mind that we're only one week into the month of september and mercury is about to enter its pre-retrograde shadow period the very next day the weeks that follow hold a container of time that is important for us to be paying attention to. With this new moon, we're just one day before that shadow period begins. And with Mercury opposing Chiron on this day, it's also important that we ask ourselves, how can we use our communication as an enhancement for our healing instead of a hindrance? 
the words that we speak and affirm right now are supercharged by the new moon in Virgo. So let's speak loving words to ourselves and others. If someone cuts you off in traffic, instead of yelling, dickhead, try saying something like, thank you universe for preparing me to stop, which I know is a lot of words. So, you know, shorten it up and make it more personal for you. (laughs) Thank you, angels. Thank you, angels. (laughs) This is a time to pivot and to keep in mind that we get back what we put out. Something that has been said many moons ago on this podcast that I still think is very applicable here is that we hear everything we say and think, whereas many other people don't. And even when we're directly addressing them, they say that the average person, you have to repeat something to them like multiple times for them to actually fucking comprehend it. Everyone's thinking about what they want to say next, so they're not fully listening. Right? I'm guilty of that. Yeah, same. But back to my example of yelling like dickhead in your car at the person who cuts you off. They didn't hear that word, but you did. So start bringing more awareness into your language and allow that awareness to lead you back to yourself and source where true healing happens. Didn't you say you had a mantra for this as well? Yes. Other than the one I already said, my sacrifice is my surrender, or you can flip it. My surrender is my sacrifice. Another one that I really love for every time I'm in Virgo season and especially the Virgo new moon is loving myself heals my life. I love that. Well, and it makes me think that, you know, Virgo is known for sacred service, which it can be service to other people, but also focusing on the sacred service to yourself. Mm. easy to overlook when we're in this world always looking outside of ourselves if only we closed our eyes more often this is the power of meditation right because when you close your eyes your eyes literally face internal there are fun meditations like candle meditation where you just stare at the flame and based on like the thoughts i had i feel like the candle the like the flame would like move differently i was like whoa (laughs) yeah Definitely. I think that we can control more than we're aware of, even a candle flame. So what is the next transit? So that very same week on Friday the 10th, we have Venus entering Scorpio. And Scorpio is fixed water. It is not shallow. The depths of Scorpio's waters run deep. There is a protective and a loyal energy within this transit that is also reflected in those who have this natal placement. I know this firsthand as I have this natal placement myself. The key word I'd use to describe the Venus and Scorpio person is devoted. We are so devoted to those in our orbits. We love intensely and soulfully. On the shadow side, we can come off as controlling or possessive, even jealous at times. So as a collective navigating this transit, it's helpful to keep the light of devotion and the shadow of possession in mind. Also, since Venus rules Taurus and Scorpio is the opposite sign of Taurus, this means that when Venus is in Scorpio, in astrological dignity, it is considered to be in its detriment, aka it's not super comfortable here. Scorpio likes to hide its intensity and devotion, and so it's not always the most organic feeling for someone with Venus in Scorpio to express their heart's desires and to open themselves up enough to receive love as well as extend it. This transit, therefore, might feel a little bit uncomfortable. People in your life may want to initiate new chapters, new conversations, or explore new ideas and possibilities that initially feel foreign to you. It's so important to reflect within and ask yourself if you are ready to go there or not, and also if you're maybe pretending to not be ready to go there. This is like having cold feet the day before your wedding. You're in love. You know this is your person. You've checked all the boxes, tasted all the cakes, toured and booked the venue, picked out the outfit you're only going to wear once, but you're going to make the most of it. But then suddenly doubt creeps in. Will they love me if I gain 20 pounds? What if I become sick? Will I love them if they change careers? Can we truly evolve together forever? All fair questions, but the root holds the answer and the root is what you wanted. You chose this. You said yes to this. So what are you truly running from? What is truly scaring you? The fear of failure or the fear 
that everything is actually wonderful. And sometimes accepting success and love and prosperity and health and all those good things is just as difficult as accepting failure or mistakes. Venus in Scorpio is a deep transit offering us all of these ponderings with the hope of setting us up for our next transformation. Of course, my examples wanted to take us deep. It's my natal placement and I credit much of my intensity as well as my magnetism to my Venus and Scorpio placement. So I'm really excited about this transit on a personal level and I feel like it'll bring people closer to me because people will be experiencing the energy that is such an innate part of me. Katie, what do you think about Venus and Scorpio and how it's going to tie to the cards that we pulled for the month? Okay, so this definitely makes me think of Six of Cups. This card asks us to tune into our heart space, like I had mentioned before, put down our walls and be vulnerable. And I totally get it. It can be really hard to be vulnerable and actually let someone in. Dating nowadays, it it's rough. It's a shit show, man. Just I give be up one day. Next day, I'm like, okay, let's try <laughs> Download a new app. You're like, okay, put my walls down again. Okay. And if you have blockages when it comes to love, ask yourself, why am I pushing love away? Do I not believe I am worthy of this love? What is my fear? Wounds from the past need to be healed in order for us to be open to love. Since Scorpio is all about the depths, I would recommend taking a deep dive into inner child healing. If you want to try this, I actually looked up on TikTok a few different ways for child. I'm obsessed with TikTok. I love that TikTok is like our new research. It's like I downloaded it as a joke and now I'm like, I can't stop. I can't stop. Stop. (laughs) Anyway, if you want to try this, you can visualize walking up to your inner child and getting down to their level. And let them know that they're safe and they're loved. Tell them anything that you needed to hear growing up. Embrace them. I've also heard of another technique where you write with your less dominant hand, which is supposed to bring more of that inner child through. And then you write all the times that you've experienced trauma as a child. And then with the dominant hand, you write like what you would want your parent, like comforting them. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so, beautiful. And so I'm like, okay, that's my homework. I was like looking at them like, I need to start doing that because I think everyone can work on opening their heart space and healing their inner child because no matter what age you are, we're all just kids in these bodies. Yeah. Stuck in these adult bodies. Help save me. I'm a child. <laughs> I just want cereal. <laughs> that's like every day though. I've never grown out of cereal. Cereal for every meal. Like hashtag cereal for every meal. I just love Lucky Charms. And I loved when Salt and Straw did the Lucky Charms ice cream. Oh my God. That was amazing. For people who are not local to Portland, you have no idea what Salt and Straw is, but it is unbelievably delicious ice cream. And it's overhyped, but like maybe not not. because it's so good. It's it's not. No, it has like the best, my like favorite vegan ice cream there. It's like chocolate and like Oreos and it's, it's amazing. Even all have the vegan ice cream. And I think that says a lot because <laughs> I love dairy and I'll just eat all the dairy. But even I enjoy the vegan ice cream. This is not sponsored by fucking Salt and Straw. Please sponsor us. Sorry, I, I'm just so good at promoting random. I'm like, okay, tell me something for Okay. Anyway, I also wanted to talk about the King of Cups here. So the King is compassionate towards others and creates strong bonds. Almost said bongs. He's <laughs> got strong bongs. He might create some strong bongs. I mean, we are here in Oregon. Actually, straight up, what are in his hands? Those are bongs. The scepter. <laughs> it's a bong. Yeah, sure it is. Sure it's a scepter. Wink. <laughs> I don't think that that's a mistake, Katie. Right. Carry on. My typo. <laughs> Based on uh, patience and understanding, bonds of patience and understanding. So King of Cups is someone able to hold space for himself and others to navigate their emotional triggers and strong emotions. Hold space for yourself and take some deep dives and find the answers you seek. And once you're able to hold space for yourself, then you can hold space for others in this way. And then the last thing I was going to say about this is it makes me think of the Cascade song, Disarm You. Mm, Lovely. Love Cascade. Yeah. And then a stone or crystal that would help us through this transit because it represents transformation and associated with Scorpio is Labradorite. And with Labradorite, it's typically gray or white. The ones I've seen are typically gray. And then in the when the light catches it, it has a green, blue, maybe even purple shimmer. The one I have actually has sunset colors like pink, yellow, and orange. And it's from 
Tangerine's son apothecary, our friend Kaylin. And if you are looking for some beautiful stones, I would definitely check out her Instagram. I have this labradorite in my hand right now, and it is beautiful. Tangerine Tuesdays, can't miss them. She has the best crystals around. Love, love, love. And thank you so much for the song suggestion as well as the tool to work with and the different techniques that people can play around with for Venus and Scorpio. I mean, if it's going to be uncomfortable, lean into it. Like there's no escaping it. It's almost a 30 day transit. So lean in, enjoy as much as you can. And from there, the next transit we have is on Tuesday, the 14th. Mars is going to enter Libra. And Mars isn't the most comfortable in Libra. And that's because Like Venus ruling Taurus, which we just discussed, Mars rules fiery Aries. And just as Scorpio is opposite of Taurus, Libra is the opposite of Aries. This is our second transit that is in detriment this September, and it can make for some awkward or uncomfortable feelings. Something that I posted on Instagram last month, which was a quote, read, your expansion will cost you your comfort expand anyway. This transit is a great opportunity to lean into that even more. I love this quote about expansion. It's totally three of wands vibes to me. You're one decision away from a completely different life. Ooh, yeah. I heard freedom actually say that on a, on something earlier today. And I was like, all right, we're going to quote it. Episode 28, freedom. (laughs) (laughs) And step outside your comfort zone. What you want is on the other side. There's multiple opportunities on their way to you now. Accept the vision and trust you will achieve it. Absolutely. And we can learn a lot about Mars and Libra by considering what Mars is like when it's in its rulership sign of Aries. And when it's in Aries, it's able to focus on itself without requiring the consideration, input, or permission of anyone else. You can think of Mars and Aries as if you want to go fast, go alone. Whereas Mars in Libra is, if you want to go far, go together. That's all to say that Mars in Libra isn't about speed. It's about longevity. It's about collaboration. It's about asking yourself what not only motivates and benefits you, but what motivates you to benefit others. This is altruism in action. And altruism is defined as, unselfish regard for or devotion to the welfare of others. So as Mars moves through Aries for the next six weeks, ask yourself where your motivations are truly coming from. And with the bulk of this transit occurring during Libra season, we're not quite there yet, remember to seek and maintain balance. Taking others into consideration does not require that we fall into spirals of self-sacrifice. We can benefit greatly from including others in our calls to action while also maintaining our own sovereignty to make choices that are mutually beneficial for us as well. And since we're on our way to Libra, justice card is always relevant. Yeah, it's associated with Libra. And with this, be aware of the impact your decisions have on your well-being as well as the well-being of others. Before making a decision, take time to tune into your intuition or higher self for guidance. What path is in the most alignment with your truth? Mm, Injustice, like judgment, is all about truth. The truth will set you free. The truth will also piss you off often. (laughs) I say that as somebody who has been very pissed off by the truth many, many times, but ultimately, I've always felt freed by it. What's the next transit? So on Monday, the 20th, we're going to have our full moon in Pisces. Woo! Yeah, loving this one. I love this month in general for the two of us because Virgo season, Virgo new moon, you're the Virgo moon, and then the Pisces full moon, I'm the Pisces moon. So there's just a lot of balance happening. Well, I mean, you're also Gemini sun and I'm a Sagittarius sun. So there's a lot of balance happening. We got this duality. Yeah, we do. Duality. So for this Pisces full moon, it is conjunct Neptune, who's been in Pisces for a long, long, long minute. This is about illusions and dreams. Is it all that you wanted or is it something you ordered off of wish.com that looks nothing like the picture? Oh my God. (laughs) Mars is conjunct the sun and opposing this full moon. And with Mars in that placement, conjunct the sun and Neptune in a conjunction to the moon, right? Because the full moon is the sun and the moon 
in an opposition. That's how we can tell that it's a full moon. If you're looking at an astrological chart, we have a natural opposition happening between the Mars conjunct the sun and the Neptune conjunct the moon, which is having this very strong influence on our Pisces full moon as a whole. On the shadow side, this can show up as deceit or you get what you pay for, which is what I was trying to say with the wish.com reference. And that's kind of the energy that's present here. We may have been misled on our or others' actions or intentions, which is really that Mars conjunct the sun energy. And while Mars is moving away from the sun in a separating aspect, while that tension is dissipating, it may still be fresh, especially for folks who have strong mutable placements like Virgo Pisces or Gemini Sag, like myself and Katie. And there is also an Earth and Air Trine still present at this point in the month. And that's going to be helping us with navigating this potential energy of disillusionment, misunderstanding, or disappointment. Pluto and Capricorn with the Uranus and Taurus and the Sun and Virgo are bringing us back to the intentions we set two weeks prior during the Virgo new moon. This is the time to remember what we're devoted to and why. And also a time to make sure that with the Pisces full moon, that when we're thinking of all the people that we're devoted to, we are at the top of our own list. Preach. Yeah. So difficult for Pisces people because they tend to consider everybody a little bit more than they will consider themselves. So we have this air trine, like I mentioned, as well, supporting the full moon. That's between Saturn, who's in Aquarius, Mars hanging out in Libra, and then, of course, the North Node in Gemini. Now, the North Node is not going to be in Gemini for much longer. So this is a significant aspect pattern to pay attention to and leverage for the harvest that the full moon wants to bring to us. The planets in the North Node and air signs are trying to lighten the mood and remind us that the good news is that everything in life is temporary. Just as the weather shifts in the skies above us, we are constantly shifting the universes that live within us. The key takeaway I'm seeing with this Pisces full moon is about trusting your intuition and not being overtaken by external input. And external input isn't just your friends and your family. It's also the news you read. It's the music you listen to. It's the television shows you watch, the words that you speak to yourself or the words that have been spoken to you before from other people. This full moon is an invitation to release the illusions. This can look like letting go of the labels or narratives others have assigned us that we just accepted. Or it can look like calling out the truth when no one else is willing to. It's emotional in nature because Pisces is a water sign. But it's so important that we differentiate between what is and what is not ours. So own your words. Own your energy. Give the love that you aim to receive, but release the expectation that you'll receive it back in the same exact form. Pisces is the energy of all. It's the last sign of the zodiac, and it sees value in our different perspectives and strength in our diversity. Welcome in the waves of your oceans that have come to your attention and may actually be a wave machine making ocean noises. Go seek the real ocean, perhaps physically in the 3D world, or in meditation, looking within. I love that. And first, I'm going to get some mugwort for this moon for sure, because it's in Pisces. Mm-hmm. And that's the dream herb, right? Yes. <laughs> mugwort. So there's a few different ways. So you could put it in loose leaf tea. Some people even have it like sage where you, you know, can smoke it and just kind of have it like an incense. And apparently that's also supposed to help with dreams. But I like to actually have it with my tea. That way I feel like I'm like, it's in my body. I'm not just smelling it. <laughs> yeah, totally. But um, since the moon is in Pisces, I think it's a great time to dive into your creativity. And the six of cups, we're reminded to work on our relationships with our inner child. Like I mentioned, does your inner child want to paint, write, dance? I know for me, my inner child says, let's go to the beach or a hot tub. Or Taco Bell. Never, <laughs> never. Katie hates Taco Bell and she refuses to eat it. I will not. Not even drunk. Why? Why? This because is an intervention. Why? I think it's disgusting. She thinks it's dog food. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> Sorry, I had Taco Bell the other day. I couldn't help myself. What's worse, the um, what was it that we went to? In, uh, oh my God, Del Taco! It Del ruined Taco. us. Oh, I don't it know which is worse. Us. Oh, it's the worst. 
nothing is as bad as that was horrible. I do miss the cheesy gordita crunch from Taco Bell back in the day. But when I ate Taco Bell, I had a pizza face. Yeah, face it's true. Out. It does give you a ton My body of was like, no. How do we get on this route? Oh, yeah, because we were talking about like the inner child. And I was like, my inner child <laughs> wants like, Taco Bell. We and you were like, Taco definitely Bell. not. No, beach or hot tub. My inner child wants to go to the beach. King of Cups vibes for this moon as well. He's the master of emotions, creativity, and the unconscious. And he is too emotionally to be uh, mature to be affected by others' illusions and drama. When you mentioned illusions, it made me think of the justice card and the truth will be revealed. Justice will be served. Karma will play out. If someone did you wrong, don't worry. Their karma will come back around. But at the same time, if you wronged someone, you might be facing your karma. It's funny because I reflect on this and think of the times if someone, from my opinion, wronged me. But then by reflecting, I'm like, oh, have I done that to someone? Is my karma playing out? Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. Maybe I am. Am I the villain? I'm not the villain. <laughs> I love that. I don't know if you guys have seen that like reel slash TikTok. It is so funny. Instead of like songs, I feel like I just hear reels. Like, oh my God. Real sounds in this my head. The, would you say that you're living in the real world now? Yes. <laughs> the real world for you because there's the for you page on oh TikTok. god help us all <laughs> i love everything that you just shared though about the king of cups and justice i think you're absolutely right that we don't need to overcompensate i think that can come up a lot with pisces energy is like i'll give 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 like here's the entire ocean love me and it's so not needed like you just showing up is enough you just doing your work is enough you just going to bed is enough. You don't need to check all the lists. And we can kind of get stuck in that energy with Virgo season. We're trying to perfect. We're trying to refine. We're trying to make things exactly right versus Pisces holds the energy of progress. Pisces says, hey, it's the ocean. We got all day. Yeah, we're here to fish. But like if we catch one fish, it's still a win. And if we don't catch any fish, are we going to make some memories? Like, let's lean into seeing the bigger picture, which is that mutable axis. Virgo is focus on the things that are right in front of you. Gemini's that too. They're both well, ruled, ruled by, by Mercury. Mercury. So yeah. they're very on intentional. On the details, you Intellectual, know. yeah. They're kind of over, over mentalizing things. I was trying to not say overthinking because I think I say that all the time, but. You think you say overthinking a lot? Is over mentalizing a word? It is now. <laughs> But no, I love the um, the Virgo Pisces access because as like I said, a Virgo moon, it feels like my rising, honestly, but <laughs> my moon, um, I get caught up in the details and I need to show up this way. It needs to be perfect. And if something goes wrong, I'm like, what did I do wrong? Like I go over every little detail and then Pisces is like not details like we are everything. We are one. We are connected. I am me. You're all we need. Yes. <laughs> So. Yeah, so leaning into that energy, but not allowing ourselves to be too flooded by it too, because it can also be a little bit overwhelming to see all of everything and to hold all of that space. You don't have to hold all of that space. Like I was just saying, showing up is enough. So just show up, show up with a good attitude too. I think that's a huge bonus. I love that. What do you got for us next? Next up, we have the sun moving into Libra on the 22nd and this is Libra season beginning as well as the autumn equinox for folks living in the Northern Hemisphere. This is us stepping into the season of fall, or as I like to say, it's a death season because we are entering the season where things start dying. When I think of Libra, I always envision the scales divinely balancing out the energies of the self, which is Aries, and the other, which is Libra. This is true justice energy. And of course it is, as justice, like we've been saying, is associated with Libra. Libra is ruled by Venus, speaking to the significance of beauty as well as the prioritization of harmony. This is the season of feng shui, building upon the purging and organizing Virgo season offers. Libra season says, okay, now that everything has been flushed out and there is space for newness to come in, how can we make our sacred spaces beautiful? I love the shift of seasons. Fall is probably my favorite season of the year. What do you think about the sun entering Libra and what folks can do for the autumn equinox to celebrate? 
Well, I do love what you mentioned about the feng shui and cleaning and everything. Honestly, I, I want to go do that right now. When you have too much stuff, it just feels cluttered. And when you kind of are more of a minimalist and get rid of the things you don't need, you're like, oh, wow, look at all these beautiful things I have and how things just flow so much better. And when you're in a space that just feels good and flows, then you feel better. And feels new and feels and different. Yeah. And so for the equinox, I'm pretty excited about that. I mean, totally like Libra, like, you know, half day, half night, like equal 12 and 12. And so what I think I'm going to do besides the feng shui is I'll probably go out into nature and play with my singing bowls. I have the crystal um, bowls like I played in one of the episodes, I think at the end. And I also have been getting into Tibetan sound healing, which... Tawny was the one that introduced us to that and episode eight (laughs) all of our friends have an episode and you got one too I did and I love it but besides that playing with the bowls because with that I just feel like it kind of releases things moves the energy everything's energy everything's vibrating and then when you hit the bell the vibrations I feel sensations in my body like it is releasing either trauma or negative energy just moving things around in a good way Sometimes it's just like even getting a good cry. Yeah, it's the renewal that we really need. And it's a new journey for sure when we're stepping into a new season, which I feel really resonates for the three of wands because we don't know it all, but we've been here before. So it's not like we don't know anything. We've been through the autumn equinox before. We know how the seasonal shift feels when things start dying. I think that there's power and acceptance that things are dying and, and letting that go. And hopefully we did that with the Pisces full moon to create that space, right? Well, if you didn't, there is a ritual I can share that I recently learned about that I did on the last Aquarius full moon, the blue moon. So it's a cord cutting ritual or a ceremony, really whatever you want to call it. But it's when you want to release something or someone from your past. This could be, like I said, you know, a person It could be a pattern you're stuck in with yourself or someone else or just something in general that you want to release, even a past version of yourself, Mm. which I'm like, okay, yeah, (laughs) there's definitely some past versions. I'm like, they got to go. Let's cut. They got to go. Somebody call security. (laughs) So you get if you want to do it physically instead of just in your mind, you know, get two candles, some string, you tie the string around the candles and then you focus, you know, one candle on what you want to release and the other candle is you. You can carve into the candle if you want or just kind of visualize what it is that you want to release while holding a candle. It's really however you want to do it, just doing it with intention. Very intuitive. Yeah. And then lighting it. And then when it has finished the rope and the candles have all finished burning, then the ceremony or ritual will be complete. Mm-hmm. So but that was kind of interesting. And then Besides all that, I think that, you know, me and Uni might try to do a photo shoot. Ooh, a fall photo, photo shoot. shoot. You yeah. want to join? I do. I want to see you guys get Let's into get like witchy. a lake or something with lily pads. Why am I imagining this? Where can we find a lake with lily pads? That's what I'm seeing. For a fall equinox? That seems more like spring equinox, but let's do They're it. They're dead lily pads. <laughs> oh okay. They died. <laughs> I was I, I was like imagining like... <laughs> Dressing all witchy and having like leaves everywhere, having like a broomstick. I just want one of you guys to get wet in the water and I can't really explain why. Well, I can get my paddleboard. Yeah. Ooh, witch on a paddleboard. That's hilarious. (laughs) Instead of having a paddle, we'll give you a broom. (laughs) Oh my God. I won't be able to actually paddle with that in the water. That'll be part of the fun. Yeah. And then have my singing bowl (laughs) look crazy on the water. I love it. I love it. We'll have to make that happen. We will post these photos if this actually comes to fruition. But (laughs) I totally agree. I think that having some sort of ritual or ceremony, doing something to honor the light in the dark Mm -hmm. and the equality of that on the day of the equinox and the significance of that. And maybe even something like having coffee that's black coffee, but then pouring a little bit of cream into it to kind of balance that out. I have a friend, Lo, who's known as the coffee cup witch on Instagram and she does coffee divination. So she does scrying. Yeah. Using coffee and it's super cool. And she does it when she like pours 
cream into her coffee. What does the brevet tell me today? What does the brevet oh have God. to say? Oh my goodness, it's so true. Or the almond milk, if you're like us, you know, Pacific Northwest, be like our almond milk, our oat milk, oat our milk. coconut mm. milk. I don't really Pet like milk. the coconut milk. Our, our Taco Bell milk. Ew. <laughs> so disgusted. That, I think Taco Bell milk would be like a bunch of mild packets. <laughs> she, she looks very unhappy by me describing this this way. I promise I'm not having mild Taco Bell sauce in my fucking coffee in the mornings. But if I did, that would describe everything like that's wrong with me. Don't you think? I just like the phrase. You can do the divination on those packets because they have the little sayings. Yeah, but I feel like the equinox is a great time to fuck around with something like divination in that form or even bringing out a pendulum. If you don't have one, you can get one at a metaphysical store. You can use anything as a pendulum. Sometimes I have a little lamb and I have a little Eevee like the Pokemon hanging inside of my car from my rear view mirror. And sometimes when those are like swaying, I'll ask the universe a question and then (laughs) see if it sways like left to right for no or forward backwards for yes. And I swear to God, it totally does respond to what I'm asking. It's super weird. I should break out my pendulum. I've had one for years and I like barely ever play with it. This is the time, Katie. This is the time. And if you don't have a pendulum and you're here in Portland or Oregon, New Renaissance Books on 23rd, it's a bookstore, but it also is like a crystal shop, has singing bowls, has a bunch of witchy things, tarot, oracle decks. I would definitely recommend checking it out. I love that place. And it's also just really nice to just be in that environment. It's very cute in there. Yeah, we're trying to give them all of our money so that they never close because of COVID and how that's hit all these small businesses so hard. They do have an online shop though, just like Powell's does. And Powell's is like the iconic, huge bookstore that's not just metaphysical stuff or spiritual stuff. It's all the books you could possibly imagine. And I know that they're struggling a lot too. Support small business guys. It's so important, especially right now. And our very last transit for the month of September is on Sunday, the 26th. We're going to have Mercury Station Retrograde in Libra. And it is going to be in Libra for a while. It will be in Libra until the first week of November. And it's going to be retrograde until about halfway, a little bit past halfway through October. So wrapping up the month with everybody's favorite transit... This is our third and final Mercury retrograde of the year, and it is in an air sign just like the last two. Mercury is our communication channel. It's how we process our thoughts so that those thoughts can become words, ideas, movements, etc. And with Mercury retrograde in Libra, we're exploring and deepening our mindsets around our relationships. This is the relationship to self and the relationship to others. We're reconsidering what we've expected or desired from ourselves or others before and how that relates to what we expect or desire of ourselves or what we believe we may lack and therefore look to outsource in another. The key to this transit is harmonizing. Funny enough, I know that harmony is technically my weakest area and I know that because I took the strength finders test which is this really cool psychology test developed by a psychologist named Don Clifton that identifies the 34 core strengths that people have. And when I took the test and I paid the big bucks, I think it was like 50 bucks to get all of them in order instead of 20 bucks just to get the top five. My 34th, AKA my very last quote strength was harmony. (laughs) So my greatest weakness was harmony. And of course, I laughed out loud when I saw this because it's pretty true. I don't typically value harmony as much as I value a good, perhaps controversial or intense conversation or a battle of wits. The Gemini rising in me is pretty eager to toss wood into the fire of any topic just to see how it burns. And my Sagittarius sun sign is like, we don't need the wood. I am the fire. And that combination is awesome um, if you want a giant fire, but like maybe not during fire season, you know? So while this isn't to say that there isn't value and I don't value harmony at all, it's actually to say that I know that it's one of my greatest areas of opportunity. And so I'm going to be paying some extra attention 
during these next couple months as Mercury moves back and forth through Libra, because this is going to reconnect me with the harmony that lives within me. And doing that, I know, can help me prioritize and protect my inner peace. What do you think about this final transit, Katie, and how it connects to the cards? Well, first of all, let me just say, fuck me up, fam. Mercury (laughs) retrograde. I honestly love Mercury retrograde. It's kind of like a challenge, but I just wanted to add that I always think it's really interesting. So when I used to work at an online bank, whenever there was the Mercury retrograde, things did glitch. Like it matched up. We had so many more technical difficulties having to reach out to the engineers and be like, this thing's broken, like fix it. And it is crazy how communication can break down and just things get moved around and kind of brought to the surface. Just all the things that happen in the Mercury retrograde. So just wanted to say, bring it on, (laughs) bring it on Mercury retrograde. But for the cards right away, six of cups energy. When this card shows up, it can mean someone from your past is making an appearance. And with Mercury retrograde, I would definitely expect someone to show up. This could be an old friend, ex-lover, or even just memories that show up from the past during this transit needing to be acknowledged. This card represents an opportunity to turn a new leaf with this person, potentially. This is where I want to note advice from the King of Cups. The King takes accountability for his actions and expects others to do the same. If someone is coming back into your life and entertaining the thought of being in your life again, Be compassionate with them, but also make sure they take accountability for their actions. With relationships in general, it should not be a one-sided thing. We live in a world where, unfortunately, many people gaslight and do not take accountability for their actions. I know I'm like, (laughs) accountability. Accountability. (laughs) But um, the king is a good balance of being able to hold space for emotional conversations, but also has unfuckwithable boundaries stating what is and what is not acceptable. I also wanted to note the judgment card one more time here, since it represents a time where all the pieces of the puzzle are coming together. Things make sense that didn't before, and you're able to put parts of your past behind you. So beautiful. And you're totally right when it comes to Mercury retrograde just kind of being this bit of a menace sometimes. But also when things appear on the surface to be going wrong or not to plan, I would argue that they are going right. It's divine timing. And as I always like to say, divine timing, isn't it a bitch? It is. And something that I saw on Instagram that I actually reposted and I saw a few other people repost that I love as a reframe for this Mercury retrograde is this quote that said, be the glitch you want to see in the matrix. And I think that's a really great way of viewing it is like, oh, this difficulty is coming up or, you know, I'm having this challenging conversation where I'm wanting to back down and I'm not really wanting to assert that I have a boundary here or call this person in for accountability on something like I'm kind of cowering because it's confrontational. And Libra, as much as they can hold this balance and create this harmony, they don't necessarily enjoy confronting people. That's actually one of the shadows of Libra and something to keep in mind for Libra season. So when it comes to our communication, we're having this internal look within where grounding into the wisdom of King of Cups is very relevant. It's so important. And Doing that shadow work that we've been talking about with the Six of Cups, integrating the past so that you can be really present in the present moment is also going to be helpful. Judgment, Justice, Three of Wands, these are all cards that are going to help us through this energy of the month of September. And this ending transit of Mercury retrograde is one that will linger. So it's something that we need to sink into, accept, and love because It's not going anywhere. And just like I said earlier, the good news is that everything's temporary. So if you're one of those people, you kind of have a narrative that Mercury retrograde sucks. This is your opportunity to rewrite that narrative. And the next time it comes around in the new year, it'll suck just a little bit less and then a little bit less and then a little bit less. And check your spam folders, guys. Check your spam folders. Back up your files. Always good advice for Mercury retrograde. And reconsider what you're consuming. What information is really necessary? If you're reading the news every fucking morning, do you really need to do that? Is that crushing your vibe? What would lift your vibe up? That's what you want to focus on, especially with Mercury retrograde in Libra, because it's not only about you. 
It's about your relationships. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you all have a wonderful September and hope to be back on here soon. You definitely will be. And thank you, Katie, for showing up as always and contributing so much of your magic to this episode. And we look forward to welcoming Uni back on the October Transits and Tarot episode. And we'll catch you then. Bye. Bye-bye.